Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Extra Cycle, where we will be discussing the MCU villains as found on our recent Tier List Tuesday. You may be seeing this before the most the newer Tier List Tuesday. You may be seeing after, but it's been a while since our Tier List Tuesday, so I will quickly explain how it goes. Essentially, we get really passionate about certain topics here, and we want to debate them and talk about them in a more fun and more engaging setting than just a regular podcast episode. We like to keep these super niche. We're pre pretty much just going to talk about MCU villains the entire time. So if that does not interest you, I would click away. And if it does interest you, then you better buckle up because I think a lot of stuff is going to be said here that is going to be either controversial, hot take, or just entertaining to listen to. With that being said, Jacob, I've heard you've had some interesting opinions on the tier list published. Also, sorry, side note before I kick it to you, Jacob. If you don't have the tier list in front of you, Pull them up on your phone. Watch Athlete Podcast on Instagram. Pull up the tier list so you can follow along with us. So, Jacob, what do you got about these tier lists here? So, before we were uh, going to make the tier list, I was pretty confident that we were all going to have at least the same S tier. You know, A through D tier, whatever tiers you have, um, you know, might be a little bit different. But I was pretty confident S tier would at least include Thanos, Killmonger, and, you know, low-key or Green Goblin. Because I felt like that was just pretty standard. My goodness, I was mistaken. At least for, you know, Andres, we shared the same S tier. But Justin, you included a character from Shang-Chi. You do understand that's a, not just a, like a hot take. That's like a flaming hot take. Something nobody could have seen coming. I'm, I'm really, really, really curious what you could possibly have been thinking to put him in S tier. Yeah, because that might be the hottest take on Cheerless so Tuesday. First like, off, if you're going to refer to him as Shang-Chi's dad, I have no respect for your opinion because you don't know the character. I did not say Shang-Chi's dad. I did, Wait, I said you said character. that guy. I said that guy from Shang-Chi. Did I say that? We can, we can go play the... I'm pretty sure you said that, that guy from Shang-Chi. That guy from Shang-Chi. Do you know his name? Oh, uh, what? Is it... I don't know. I don't know, and that's the point. He shouldn't be an S tier. If it's an S tier character, I should probably know the guy's name. Yeah, that's it means, not... it means you don't respect him. No, no that was you the don't thing. When we were talking about him in the chat before this, though, we were all referring to him as Shang Chi's dad. Yeah, because he was a it... good character, but we didn't. His name is Wenwu. Okay, and he is an S tier villain because his motive for what he's doing is so pure that he literally is not wrong about why he's doing what he's doing. He just cannot see that he's doing the wrong thing. He is so blinded by and being played by these outside people. He's almost not a villain. It's like, it's almost as if those demons, um, it's like the demon in darkness or like whatever's hiding behind the, um, the brick wall and, um, and Tao that they need to get to. They're the real villains because they're just playing Wenwu the entire time. And also, the way they flesh out his story in one movie is impressive. Like, take someone like Loki. Loki's been through, like, a ride of villainous stuff through, like, multiple movies. And some of it I buy. Some of it I don't buy. But Wenwu, in one movie, I believe that he's a villain because he was doing a ton of things as a Mandarin, like, in all those flashbacks. I believe he really genuinely cares for his kids, but I also believe that he's doing the complete wrong thing for the right reasons by the end of the story. And ultimately, at the end, he has a good payoff by dying and giving the rings to Shang-Chi so he can fix his downfalls. So that's why he's an S-tier character. And also, while I'm at it, I'm just going to come back at the Green Goblin. I don't want to hear anything about a villain getting like 20 minutes of screen time and being considered an S-tier villain. Like, he was great. I have him towards the end of my A-tier. That's how good I think he was in Spider-Man No Way Home. But, the, like, 20 minutes of screen time. He wasn't... I, like... He's barely the main... He's, like... I would say he's, like, the maybe the main villain in No Way uh, Home. But he sh shares that spotlight with so many other villains in that movie. So, like, he's the main, but, like, kind of not the main he's an accessory to a blockbuster film and you don't put accessories to blockbuster films in S tier 
Thanos is <laughs> the the head of two movies. Loki has been the main villain for multiple movies. Killmonger is the main villain in Black Panther, and you just gave a side villain S tier. Okay. Wow, that's just, oh, wait. that's just disrespectful. Though. Wait, first, like, first, just... I need to point out something in Justin's argument for uh, Wenwu. It's that you said at the end that he's an S tier character, but this tier list is um, on being a pure he's still villain. An S-tier villain. He's an S tier character, S tier villain, same thing. But I also need to um, argue about argue against your Green go- Goblin argument. It's that he is, regardless of his screen time, he had such a big impact on the story. Without him, Spider Man isn't turning he's tur- like without like with him to um tom holland's peter parker turned from iron man jr to the actual spider-man like he matured because toby jumped in and stopped him from killing green goblin and he killed that may he killed that may so he is he could have turned uh tom holland evil but obviously he didn't turn evil but he was on that path and that was all because of him like there is a not a point in the movie where i sympathize with him well when he's in Green Goblin form, I don't sympathize with him at all. You just hate him. Like, he is a villain. Of, he's, like, the definition of a villain. And that's why, to me, he's an S-tier villain. Just because of that. I mean, on top of that, I think he's clearly the main villain. Like, yeah. is Jamie Foxx, you know, Electro the main villain? No. Is Sandman the main villain? No. Is, what, the lizard guy, is he the main villain? No. If you took some of them out of the movie, nothing really would change that much. You know, it would have just been, a, like, it still would have been okay. I think that, like, Green Goblin is... Que- I mean, in Doc Ock, you know, he's not really the villain in the movie. I mean, he's just is basically on the side. Like, he's on the right side. You know, he's, not, he's one of the good guys, kind of. He's clearly the main villain. And he, William, Willem Dafoe gives, like, an outstanding performance, which just solidifies him in, like, the character in being S-tier. Like, I, I, you just... I think you disrespected, like, Green Goblin so much with that take. Like, I'm just shocked, honestly. Peter, Look, you, I saw you had okay. something to say. Well, first of all, lizard guy. Moving on from that. <laughs> i just going to pretend like you didn't say that one. Um, but I think, like, I, I totally understand where you guys are coming from with Green Goblin. His performance was abs- it was menacing. But then there was also Andres. I will kind of disagree with you about that. I always hated him as a character. I didn't necessarily because there was that one moment where it was like it was um, Willem Dafoe. What's his actual? He was name? In, he was in Norman. Yeah, that's why I did. Norman I Norman. Norman. Yes, yes, no, yes. So that's where it's like he does have. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he does that. have that like alter ego where like they did play into that and I thought that actually made him a more compelling villain because like you felt yeah. like the green goblin was the villain versus Norman Osborn who is like yeah. kind of just like the vehicle for green goblin. Like I do think that was a really really cool aspect that they really uh, pushed into it. But again, I I have to lean towards Justin when I when there's only like it could have been someone else that killed Aunt May. It could have. That's not gonna because it would have sent Peter Parker down the same path, whether or not that was Norman that killed him or killed her. Have you sorry. seen your tier list, Peter? No. Wait, <laughs> have you or, seen wait, your and you let list? me Jacob, finish. Jacob, wait, wait. <laughs> like, come on, Jacob. Finish. Go finish. Let me let Peter finish, then I have something to say. If you could let me finish my statement, as I was about to say, okay. that yes, I had to lean towards Justin and say that I don't think he's an S tier character. Do I think he's still an amazing villain and the best villain besides my top three? Yes. That's why he is at the top of A tier. Because I think that those villains had a like Thanos was the villain throughout what the first 18 Marvel movies <clears throat> Kingpin had yeah. uh Thanos like an entire Netflix what Thanos was a no-brainer like we we all yes Thanos okay so crazy. we're ignoring that then you go for me goes on to Killmonger who is he's one of those like incredible characters like very similar to how Justin was describing Win Wu. He's not necessarily a villain. It's just like what 
it's like his mindset that's wrong. Like he wants to do the right thing, but the, the way he's going about it is wrong. And that's what makes him like a great mirror for uh, T'Challa and Black Panther. Cause it's like, it's showing him that's like, okay, the way he's thinking isn't necessarily incorrect. It's just like what he's doing. That's wrong. Which is like, again, makes him an absolutely incredible villain because he's basically just a mirror image, not both like skills wise. He's like, obviously skills wise, he's like a very physical, whatever, but he's a mirror in a sense of like his ideology. It's like, it's two sides of the same coin. They both want justice. They both want to help the world, but it's how they do it. That's different. That's what makes him a great villain because it's not necessarily just about how he fights Black Panther. It's about how they challenge each other on like that mental aspect. And for me, again, Kingpin, I'm an absolute Daredevil fan. He was absolutely incredible in that show. And again, a show. He had an entire show essentially dedicated to him as the main villain. So like all of these characters had a lot more screen time and a lot more time to me to develop more character, I guess, because that's why I put Green Goblin at the top of A tier. Because if we're just going based on what we've seen in Marvel, we don't really know that much about Green Goblin. Like, if you didn't watch the original Raimi trilogy, you don't really know who Green Goblin is. But he's still an amazing villain, still had an incredibly menacing performance. That's why he's at the top of A. And Jacob, before yeah. I kick it to you, real quick, y'all be pretending like I didn't put Green Goblin in A tier. Like, I put him behind, what is it? It's like eight or nine other villains who had their movies dedicated to their villainous actions. So, the fact that I gave Green Goblin an A-tier nod for showing up in so little of a movie is, like, a big deal. Like, Green Goblin didn't do anything until they started doing the cures. And then he was part of the killing Aunt May. And then he showed up again at the end. So he didn't really, he didn't, he helped move the story forward, but he didn't like necessarily like drive it forward. Those were a lot of other, those, what drove the story forward is Peter Parker and him and Dr. Strange moving the spell. Well, I'd I'd say, okay. I'd say Green Goblin was certainly a catalyst for that. And then there's one point Peter said where, it could have been anyone that killed Aunt May that would have drove Peter down that path. I I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I would say it's mostly Ow. the point Ow. that so, I I don't know what just Yeah, bro, I don't know what you're saying with this with Wait, this take. Peter Wait. doesn't know who they are. If Electro killed like he, Peter got no idea yeah, my, who hey, Green no, my, is. Well no 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 my mic's cut out. So what I was trying to go with that was that it was the fact. It was the way Green Goblin reacted, like after killing Aunt May, how he kept like, kind of antagonizing Peter after the fact, and that what that I guess like made him more and more mad at Green Goblin. Like if it was someone that just like if Thanos had killed Aunt May, like it just I don't know if Peter would necessarily react in the same exact. He way. said he wanted to kill him before he even saw Green Goblin again. He said that to the other Peters. Okay, okay. I, I, I guess I, I messed sure. up the timeline of the movie. No, he, yeah, all right. That, that's, yeah. A fair, that's a fair point. Andre, that's a fair I'll, point. Andres, I'll give you time to think of your argument. Peter, you were talking about how you were um, <laughs> not including like the Sam Raimi uh, Spider-Man films, right? Based on technicality, yeah. So, but you, so when I was doing my tier list, I didn't include the Kingpin from Daredevil because it was like... Because when we, we were talking about... Because I had included him, but we were talking about him in the chat, and I was like, do we include Daredevil in the MCU? Justin said no. He kind of did just, like, he was underutilized and sucked in Hawkeye. I'm just gonna, like, be completely honest. Okay. So I think we should... are opening up... Okay. Are we really about to do this? Are we about to say... Like, I I understand how it's... And I want to make this clear. I agree with you, Peter, more than I agree with Justin on what he should be included on. But I think you should also include the Spider-Man movies then because it's all canon. Well, I'll take Peter's side here, which was not what I was doing yesterday in our group chat. The Spider-Man movies are Sony properties. 
Daredevil is actually like a Marvel property. I do not believe it's an MCU production. It was like that's my hard stance that it's not part of it. Like that show was not taking place with the MCU, therefore it does not connect to that universe. Therefore, the Kingpin that we saw in that TV show that can be canon all you want, but it's not good. That show did not take place along with the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But it actually is a Marvel-owned property, whereas like Sony owns the other Spider-Man movies. So like so, that's like the that's a little difference there. I don't think Kingpin should have been included. And I don't think we should spend too much time focusing on it, just because like that's a whole Kingpin. Thing. I don't know if Kingpin would have been in my S tier, but it's definitely in like the top of my A tier if you're including the show Daredevil. But like I'm just simply not including it here. Like I think we would all agree that Kingpin is a A to top of S tier. Sorry. S to top of A tier villain if we included him. Like, I don't really think it's So we'll just a. throw an asterisk next to his name. Like whatever. I can move on for that. I'm I'm not gonna die on that hill. Not tonight. But yeah. that's again, I, I thank you, Justin, for backing me up on that. Cause like it's as much as I want to just say, like, oh well now all like that amazing Spider-Man and Sam Raimi are now or the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films are now technically part of the mcu and that chronologically speaking the first marvel movie now is spider-man um with toby Maguire. like that just doesn't make sense like that really just like that has nothing to do with marvel that that makes sense for sony like the sony spider-man movies like sure you can go with that but it just like come on like if we're going based on what we've seen based on marvel productions like, you can't necessarily just include everything that we know as fans what, and then what we're seeing on the screen. Yeah, it, it is going to be really interesting just as like a side note to the villain rankings to see how the um, how Kevin Feige is going to tie all these things in. Like, what is multiverse what, but, or between what is currently happening inside of, like, I guess, Earth 1? So, like, is Daredevil, like, is our Daredevil, like, Matt Murdock, was he always technically around, which would be a bunch of crap, because, like, he probably could have That's what they're going to do. I'm going to tell you that right now. They are going to do that. I think you're they gonna are be mad, as well. But... I think they are <laughs> yeah. as well. But, again, like, it doesn't really make much sense for him to be multiverse, so I get that. I'll get over it, but I think it would be a little bit, like, a cheap way of writing it, just because... You know, if Kingpin was taking over all the FBI in New York, I think, you know, I think Black Widow would have really helped out with that, considering she's a secret agent. But, like, that's neither here nor there. It will be interesting to see how they kind of tie everything together between what is multiverse, like, are X-Men multiverse? Deadpool multiverse? Or have they always been chilling around? So it's kind of, like, interesting. I think it's going to have a lot to do with, like, how much they own character rights, like, kind of like the Spider-Man. Like, I think they are multiverse because... Sony owns them, so they can always just be like, oh, this happened in another universe, whereas, like, Daredevil... Yeah, what's up, Peter? Didn't uh, Disney buy Fox, so they own X-Men? Yeah, now? yeah, they do. So they I do, think yes. they, might, they might do the multiverse thing now, just to... Because that, that would make so little sense to try and just be like, oh, yeah, mutants were always here, you know? Like, yeah, Charles Xavier, like, the, one of the most powerful people. Yeah, he was just there. But I think because X-Men was an Xbox property... They'll they'll mm-hmm. do like the multiverse thing, whereas like yeah. Daredevil has been a show that's always been owned by Marvel and produced yeah. by Marvel. Yeah, fair, so fair, fair, fair. just not by just not produced by Kevin Feige as a part of that. But Andres, I need to know other hot takes or problems you have with these tier lists. Well, before I say that, I do want to once again go back to the Kingpin argument. And say that the reason why I have him so low is because of. Just because I only saw him in Hawkeye. Again, so. we could just, just throw the asterisk next to his name. Yes. It's like, if you're including base, because like, I totally agree with you guys. If it's just based on what we he see, awful. he was awful. in like MCU, if we're not, if we're going to say that Daredevil isn't technically canon, that was a terrible villain. Like, absolutely agree with you guys. Just like for me, because like, I am personally going to include Daredevil. I think he's S, but again, totally fine with that. Yeah. Um, well, Justin, I just do have a question about you having uh, Hella in A tier. Oh, what, what's the reason behind her being an A tier villain as opposed to like a B or C tier? 
Well, I, so when I was writing things down for like who, what problems I had with other people's tier list, Hella was something that I thought was a little undervalued on specifically your tier list, Andres, but Jacob and Peter's probably as well. I'm like trying to shuffle through here. Hella is, yeah, all you guys put her in B tier. Hella is, first of all, really badass. Like, I, I do value very good, like, storytelling with villains, but just in terms of, like, sheer strength and sheer, like, ill regard for human life, Hella is, like, number one in, like, what she does. Like, Hella just, like, takes knives and just, like, slays people of Asgard. Like, like, ridiculous. So that's number one. Just super bad. Like, you hate Hella. You're like, I don't want this person. She shows up and she destroys Mjolnir, which is, like, holy, like, like, what? She just broke Thor's hammer. Which is also a catalyst for, like, what happens down in, like, Infinity War for Stormbreaker, which is very underrated. Um, and she's also the catalyst for why Asgard people get killed, half of the Asgardian people get killed by Thanos, because they wouldn't be on the escape ship if they didn't have to release um, Ragnarok on Asgard. And then additionally, Hela has back, like, not really, like, great reason. I think that's a little bit why she can't be, like, an S tier, is... She is just mad that Odin, like, likes Thor more than her. But, like, she does have a reason because she's like, look at all these things I did with Odin. And then he just pushed me aside because I was getting too strong. And now this is why I'm mad and going to take over Asgard. It's a little bit of a flawed logic, which, again, is why you can't give a nod to, like, maybe an S tier or put I can't put her over Bucky or Loki. But... She has legit reason for what she's doing. She has been wronged by Odin. Because, like, there's literally, like, she throws a knife up to the ceiling and all the other stained glass comes down and you see all these shots of her taking over the Nine Realms with Odin. Like, she was literally Odin's right-hand woman and just got tossed aside because she was getting too strong or too, like, out of control. Um, Odin kind of sucks, I'm just going to say. <laughs> he was a like, really honestly, bad Odin dad. is just really, yeah. like, he's just not likable, honestly. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like cool as a king, but then you see it's like, oh, he's like a really bad parent, <laughs> like really bad. Yeah, I mean, Odin sacrifice suffers from just the Thor movies in general, just not being well done. Yeah, and yeah, just I do have one more question too. Like, I think that was that's that's very valid on hell. Like, I think she's A or B. Like, there's that's like not really debatable. Like, that's that's solid. But um, I was looking through our tier list and I saw that. All of us, me and Peter, both have Icarus in D tier, and Jacob even has him in bad tier, but you have him in B tier. So what, what do you see in Icarus that we don't? I didn't see that. See, yeah. So I understand, like, I think, first of all, I think a lot of the characters in C tier I have big issues with. I don't really have a problem with Icarus at all. I mean, I think the Icarus flown into the sun thing is, like, really bad, but I'm not going to give him a knock on his villainous activities for that. Number one, number one again, out of sheer power, Icarus is like pretty like pretty strong. Like he's like the Superman of like the yep. Eternals. Um yeah. and also he kind of has this thing like where he is the leader of the Eternals throughout the movie. Like he's like that guy, he's Superman. He's that guy who's like in charge of them all. He's clearly the strongest of all of them. He's like like kicking a bunch of deviants asses like during the film and whatnot. And when you learn about like the like Ajax is like talking about like what's gonna happen with the Celestials and whatnot. Like, Icarus is so bought into this that he, like, refuses to, like, fight, like, against them because he, like, so truly believes in what he's been told and, like, how he has to behave. So he's, oh, like, he's been told something for his entire life. Like, because Ajax told him, like, this is what's going to happen. Like, he's known this entire time, but now he can't go back on it because, like, this is, like, this is the purpose. So he's, like, faulted by that logic and he's willing to go to the end for it. Again. I think he like I think he comes off as pretty like mid with good reasons. Like I I think B tier on like honestly like I think a lot of the C T characters are are misses. Um, Marvel writes great villains, but like I think the first fifteen villains I have on the list that are like better than him show off in like the final movies. Like they they are just better villains in general. Um, so yeah, I think Eternals is a pretty mid movie, and I think Icarus is a pretty like cool being and talks kind of about like. Your these thoughts that you've had your entire life and like how you like people don't adjust well with like learning new information they never thought to be true. 
Wait, yeah, Jacob, be- before, wait, before I would say that, I just want to say that the Icarus flying to the sun part was just, the one word described is just corny. It's so bad. It was literally just, ah, his, his name is Icarus, sun, now. <laughs> it was, it might be the corniest thing I've seen in it's, the MCU. I love how it's come into two podcasts now, because it's that, it is that bad. Yeah. What's up, Jacob? Jacob. I think that Icarus reminds me a lot of Kylo Ren. Um... He's, they're both, they both come in, they both seem like they're pretty, you know, cool. Kylo Ren starts off the movie by wearing a cool mask, catches a bullet midair, holds that, you know, the bullet in midair for a long time, then turns out to be just, like, kind of, like, a weak character. Like, um, not, obviously not, like, you know, physically, but, like, kind of, like, mentally and emotionally, I would say. Icarus just gives me the same exact vibe. Like, he's, obviously, he's super powerful and all, but, like, Peter, is there somewhere you're going? Okay. But anyways, Icarus just doesn't seem like a very strong... Like, he just seems like a weak guy. Like, he just seems like a weak character, just not very... Like, I don't know. I just well, was... What, I, what yeah. I will argue against you is Icarus is not weak. He has Well, I understand strength. that. He flies and shoots lasers. I'm sad, I've, I've, Number two, Kylo Ren is, Kylo Ren mentally, is literally mentally. sporting a red lightsaber in the beginning. And, like, you know he's on the dark side of the Force, like, right away. Like, there's no doubt that he's not a villain. You spend, like, almost all of the Eternals movie believing that Icarus is, like, is vibing and doing the right thing. And then you, like, learn that, like, this plan later on has been, has came to fruition. No, I still think that they, like, they give, he gives me vibes of Kylo Ren. Like, obviously... Like, yes, obviously, they're both very powerful, like, characters. Like, yes, they're, you know, they, like, Kylo Ren is, like, you know, I mean, he clearly has power in the Force. I mean, he is good at, like, you know, dueling, and then Icarus has all of his, like, abilities. Just, I think they're both, like, weak. I just, they just give me vibes of just being, like, weak, like, you know, weak villains. And I'm just not big, like, I'm not a huge fan of them, so... So you're not going to elaborate on that. You're just going to say they're weak. Especially compared, like, I would say in comparison to, like, other villains, like, I just don't think they, they just don't have. Are you saying mentally? Are you saying, like, as a character character or strength? I said mentally. I didn't, I said not physically, because, like, I I said that earlier. Like, I'm pretty sure I said that. Like, we can play this back, and I'm pretty sure I said that. Okay, Jacob, but what do you mean by mentally? They just don't have the, they don't have, I guess, the killer mentality. Like, they just, like, the fact that they're a bunch of, like, they're supposed to be, like, when I think of, like, a good villain, I don't, like, uh, um, I guess a strong... Kylo Ren uh, blew up planets! Okay, well, Kylo Ren also is crying like a little punk, like, throughout some of the movies. Like, he's just, like, Kylo Ren is, like, I just don't like Kylo Ren. Like, he was just not a good villain. Like, I was just not a okay, fan of Kylo Ren you all. better stop talking about Kylo Ren right now, because I think everybody in this podcast is about to lose their goddamn mind. So we need to move on from that swiftly. All right, um, one thing here, Jacob. If you're going to talk about not having a killer instinct, Hella literally has a killer instinct, and you put her in B tier. Hella just kills people because she enjoys it. She's literally the god of death. I understand that. I mean, there's clearly more to being a villain than that, but like, I just that was one thing. <laughs> oh my god anyway anyway peter i was looking through your list okay never mind I think, it's, I think it's a common common thing in other people's lists as well john walker tell me why yes. john walker is so low on your list i think he is he's end of b tier for you it's so i need to so find you're not, you're not, you're not like disrespecting him but like no why do you have a place where you are why do you do honestly now that i'm kind of looking at it like i think i just hate him like it's maybe it's not i maybe i now that i'm looking at this and i've like had some time i think i was just completely biased i i think that um what's the actor's name that played him it's uh it's kurt Kurt russell's son Son. it's kurt russell's son whatever his name is i think he did wyatt russell wyatt russell wyatt russell i think he did an absolute like master class job of acting like somebody who is so unbelievably hateable that I just hate him so much. But honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, I should probably put him up higher because like he's that good because I hate him and like that's the point of a villain is to hate them. 
Um, now that I'm talking through this, so he should absolutely be higher than some of these characters that I have right here. Because, like, oh my god, I can't even believe I put him that low it, now that yeah, I'm looking at this. I've never, and this is why I have him so high, I've never seen a group of, like, fans hate one person as much as everyone hates John. I've never yeah. met anyone who saw that first episode and saw John Walker standing up there at the podium with the shield in his arm and be like, I love that guy. Everyone was like, screw him. He's got Captain America's shield. He looks like a, he looks like a jerk. Like you can just tell he's, he looks like the guy from up. Yeah, literally like everyone hate. I know Andres hates John Walker. I know Jacob hates John Walker. Yeah. Well, that also is just because we all love cap. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's almost no. like, that's a lot of it. Like, I love Cap. I think that those, that's the best trilogy. Um, so it, like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, it's, he did a good, he did a good job. Like he was very hateable, <laughs> but at the same time, part of the reason why he was so hateable is because I loved the character he was trying to, you know, so they wrote him, like they did a good job of like, you know, writing that. Yeah, I mean, the reason why I had him so low is because he also wasn't necessarily a villain for the majority of the show. Like, he was just, like, trying to be Cap for a lot of it, and he didn't really get to that antagonist status until later on in the show. So we didn't really get to see... Yeah, no, like, that was that was just dirty. Like, I, I probably could have put him a little higher, but it's just that he wasn't... He's not really a true villain, and he wasn't an uh, antagonist or villain for a lot of the show. So that's why... I don't have them as high as like you do, for example. No, I, I completely agree with that. Like I said, I, I out of pure hatred for him in the beginning and then leading into his eventual villain arc, then he kind of gets redeemed and then he's kind of a villain again. Like definitely yeah. like definitely I had to look overlook those kind of things, but just like on pure hatred, like I just again, like you look at his face and you're just like, so punchable. Punch, it's punch so punchable. Yeah. You want to punch him so badly. He looks so smug. It's just, mm -hmm. ugh. Yeah, I guess, Justin, you were absolutely right with that call. I think I just did that out of spite. I didn't want him to have any credit whatsoever. So I kind of just like put him in the middle, even though he should absolutely be higher, because he is just that hateable. Yeah, just hateable. Andres, I'm going to take it over to you real quick. i got a problem with your tier list. Go for it. What's up with ego being so high because i think ego is a pretty weak character and underused and you've got ego pretty high so yeah so i have him at b tier because who's my a tier or a s tier yeah so the reason why i have ego well i have ego and wenwu basically on the same level yeah because okay so for ego the reason why i have him pretty high is that this dude is just a villain like he he just I guess, inseminates women and just <laughs> creates children solely for the fact that he can have a successor and has no regard for the woman's life or his kid's life should, should they not have his powers. And he just doesn't care. And then he just leads Peter on into believing he really cares about him and only to reveal to him in the end that he only used his mom just to have a kid that had powers and he was lucky peter did and he that's all he cared about like he didn't really care about peter himself but just for his powers like he's just an evil character he just like he's just hateable also like i guess the russells are just hateable hateable in the mcu but like he's just I, a villain like he's evil i will say he does um kurt russell i actually do know his name um he does a really good job at the beginning where it's like you're always like kind of uneasy but like he, you almost want him to be good at the beginning because it's like oh it's like obviously it's like okay who is this guy like, it's kind of weird that he's like introducing himself as a celestial but like he does like play off as like such this like he's like a cool dad like you want him to like you see him like with Peter it's like oh like he's like this really cool guy like I want this to work and then just to have that flip at the end where I think he like says something like he killed billions. Yes. I think he might have said that. I don't know if that's the exact number, but he definitely said something like that. And then that's why like that one shot of like Peter like like realizing it's like I put yeah, that I tumor in her head and it, it has the dolly zoom and it's like Yep. It's, like that was everyone's reaction. It was like, oh my God. Like this guy is so evil. Yeah. That's a fair point. Actually 
I like that take. No, yeah, it was, it was a really well that argument. I had him at C tier, like high C tier, so like like on a different tier than you, but like similar oh, yeah. in terms of like rankings. But like, yeah, for sure, it's a really good point about ego. I never like thought about it like quite like that. And Jacob, I'm gonna push it over to you, and then we can get some other people's opinions. You have Armin Zola so high. Yeah. <laughs> what? Wait. Whoa. What? Yeah. Explain so just to be clear, now. I really do like Zola because of the impact he had on uh, uh, Shield. I thought Shield was super like a super cool concept um, from once it got introduced. But the fact that he like stayed undercover for so long and influenced like got Hydra to take over Shield, that was really cool. Like I like I just really did enjoy that um, and. Um, the so, fact, like, so just the so fact that he just, like, the uh, the the fact that he keeps on like just get uh, being brought up, even though he just was like, you know, a scientist at the beginning. I don't know. I just like, I really am a fan of that. Well, I it just, wasn't like, just him that did that, though. It was like Hydra, like the entire the the point of what it like that being a Winter Soldier. Was it was it was a reference to Operation Paperclip, which was a real thing that happened in World War II, where the U.S. took Nazi scientists and then brought them over to the United States and had them work. So it wasn't just Zola that did everything. Like he wasn't like the mastermind. He was just like the longest like living, I guess like living quote unquote because he's a computer now, but like survivor of Hydra essentially. Like Hydra, there was like there was a lot more of Hydra within Shield. Shield. That yeah. they knew, and I don't think he. I don't think he but was the mastermind. I think he was just a part of it. We don't see that. Like we don't know who anybody else is, though, right? Well, no, but we do know that they were still like high-ranking officials, whatever. And like we understand that, but like from what we like from the characters, like we know he was. We like, know a U.S. That. senator was a part of Hydra. Wait, no, that yeah, was a Winter Soldier. Like, he, yeah, we understand that, but like he wasn't there back like during the war. Well, Jacob, like I was gonna have, I just, Zola like, I'm a fan of it. I just like no, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. May, I like him. I have him in a tier. Hi, I, I was okay. Gonna have so, Zola. are you admitting you're biased? Yeah, it's a tier list. It's supposed <laughs> to be biased. You have, I mean, shoot, you have Kingpin in S tier. <laughs> and I, and the first thing I no, said was that not, I'm completely biased going, to this take. Uh, yeah, we're not a, going back to this. So it is a bias. What were you we gonna say? No, because I was going to say about Zola, I was going to have him in A tier, but then I, I realized that you have to separate the villain from the character here. Because in terms of being a villain, he's not really a main villain for like nearly any of his screen time in Marvel. But in What If, which is canon, he's, he's like that version of him is awesome. Like he's awesome in that, but he's not really a main villain. It's like a I'm, different version though, because it's What If, it's a different universe. Well, yeah, but it, I mean, it is still MCU. Like, but regardless, regardless. I guess this is this is specifically this one, anyways. So he's not really a main. Like I said, he's just not really a main villain in like his screen time. That's a fair point. And one thing I also noticed was we all have Vulture relatively in a similar spot. Like me and Peter both have him in A. Justin has him in B, like high B, top of B, which I I'm perfectly fine with. But Jacob, you have him in forgettable. Please tell me that was just because you didn't recognize him by the image. Oh, I probably just didn't recognize him. Which okay, one was he? Okay, because yeah. Okay, like he is just a great villain. Like that reveal in Spider-Man, um, homecoming. in uh, Homecoming when he's in the car. Oh. He, or no, not not when he's in the car. When he opens the door, the, door was... the music's playing, then just stops, and everyone just goes dead silent. My heart dropped when I saw. I was like, oh, oh my god, he must be Peter. Yeah, yeah, like, that was cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like I've been defending. I defend Spider-Man: Homecoming, the movie, a lot. Like, I think it's a top four MCU movie. Um, and I, I feel like I do a lot of work defending it. And part of that reason is because I love Vulture the villain. Yes. It is really tough for me because, like I, like, I have him down on the list way more than, like, my opinions of him would say. But that just, like, shows, like, the top tier MCU villains they have that I'm looking at. I'm just, like, like it's just a deep roster, especially... When you add in like a t- the t- the new projects like Shang Chi, and then you have um, 
Falcon and Winter Soldier because of the Zemo character gets boosted by that in No Way Home. And then to actually the fact that I have two Falcon and Winter Soldier villains up here is crazy because I think the show is terrible. Wait, do you wait? Hang on. Is, yeah, wait, also, also, John Walker's an A tier and Zemo. Oh, yeah, 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 now, yeah. Zemo wow. is not a sole villain of Falcon and Winter Soldier, but he is in and he's kind of like a hero, but like, but yeah, he's he's somewhat protagonist. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what is your top four for the Marvel movies, though? Because Homecoming in the top four is like I I think that's a hot take. We've we've discussed this. Um, let me just pull up my washed athlete. It was the first tier list we did. I think it's oh, definitely yeah. hot. it's it was yeah it's definitely a hot take, but I think it's it's like I respect it heavy because I think that movie is definitely not talked oh, about enough. And sorry, I put it. I, it's five now because of No Way Home's release. Okay. Uh, okay. But no, it, I think it's a top tier because like the movie's hilarious. Um, it does a great job. Like I, some of it is con- contextual, sure. It does a great job of just skipping over <clears throat> all the boring. Like I, I am tired of hearing a. Spider-Man origin story. I don't care that he got bit by a spider. I don't care that Uncle Ben died. I don't need to hear it again. He just comes in. He's in high school. Tom Holland does a great job playing him. Ned is hilarious. MJ is awesome in it. Flash is like a hilarious take on the Flash that is seen in like the Flash Andrew awesome, Garfield. Yeah. Yeah. Is Andrew Garfield or to- is Toby Maguire's Spider-Man? Where, I think like, it's in both. I think it's in both. both. Flashes in both. Yeah, yeah. flashes in both. No, but when he, when he's in Tobey Maguire's, it's like when they get into that fight in the hallway. He's more memorable in Tobey Maguire's for yeah. sure. Oh, um, because in Andrew Garfield's, he's like not actually that like, not like bad of a person. Yeah. Yeah, he's just yeah. like kind of there. Mm-hmm. So like, like Flash is a hilarious take on it, like in a more academic type of way. Also more and real then, too. Yeah, and you have a yeah, and this and Spider-Man: Homecoming is really grounded. It is like Peter Parker just wants to go to homecoming with this girl he has a crush on but he's like he feels torn because of his need to be an avenger because he's already been recruited for a big project has all these cool abilities gets himself into trouble and then he finds out that the girl he has a crush on his dad is like the villain villain. it's just like a great great reveal great story it's so fun it's so rewatchable and there's just like i don't see really any flaws with the movie like, I, I completely agree. What would like, you do in that situation? Like, would you become the Avenger, or would you get homecoming with that girl? I, I'd have I would, to be the Avenger. I, I feel yeah. obligated to say I'd be the, the Avenger. Good. Yeah, it's the it's the <laughs> well, greater good. I feel like good. he's an idiot for choosing the other way. Like, I guess that's his character, but like, I feel like no, you just have to like in. Yeah, you told a sixteen-year-old kid. Yeah, you actually got to be Avenger. Sorry, I know you want to have a normal I life. That'd be so yeah. cool. I would take that in a heartbeat. Be an Avenger. No yeah, and they just what die. So all the homecoming scenes with Tony Stark and um Peter are awesome. Like he's like, if you cared, you'd really be here. And then he's like steps out of the Iron Man suit and he does like ah, cool. he, ha- he has he has like the callbacks of the other Spider Man movies where he like gets a cruise ship and he's holding it together, like kind of how yeah. um Toby McGuire just on the that train. train. Yeah, yeah. Toby in the train, like just like small stuff like that. It's just like it's fan servicey. It, it does its job, and it it's so like I like I always urge everyone to go back and watch watch WandaVision because I don't uh, think it's appreciated enough if you don't rewatch it. But like same thing with Homecoming. Like go back and rewatch it, and it's just like it's so it's so fun. Like Tom Holland does a great job, but we're not talking about movies here. We're talking about <laughs> MCU villains. So anywhere, where where else do we see problems within people's tier list that we want to talk about? Um, just real quick, I had uh Mysterio up in A. I thought he was a really, really good villain. Everybody else thought he was mid, apparently. I just want to know why y'all have beef with Mysterio. Like, what what's yeah. that about? So mine the my reasoning was that it's not really anything new. The way they did his character is like it's more of like um what was his name from Iron Man 3? Hammer was it? No, it wasn't Hammer, it was um Whatever the other guy's name the, was, like literally in light. my it was, forgot it was, this person existed. Yeah, yeah it was like yeah. the, the uh, light. Aldrich Killian. Aldrich Killian. Killian. Yeah. He um, Mysterio was essentially a reskin. He got neglected by Tony and then became evil. So that that's that was my biggest issue. Like he he was a he was a good character for sure, but it was just basically it wasn't anything new. Like we saw that that story before. 
with uh, with the villain. Yeah, that's uh like it's another character who has like hate for Tony Stark. Hate so like Stark. he kind of does fall back. He kind of falls victim to just like it's happened too many times, which isn't really like his fault per se. It's just like the writing and the context of it. But also like his plan doesn't really make sense to me. Like he what he does is pretty cool, like convincing the public. But like is his plan for the rest of time to just fight people? with his drones like is that is that what he's going to do the whole time because like all he's really trying to do is be viewed as a hero but that doesn't really like that doesn't really make much sense like he tries to get the glasses but like what is he like what is he gonna like he doesn't i don't really see a sense in like what the plan is like he doesn't have an end goal he's not trying to achieve anything he's just trying to be viewed as a hero which like doesn't really make like all these other villains have like distinct end goals they want to get to and Mysterio doesn't and also like I just have problems with the movie about like the whole plot of him getting the glasses so like as a whole like it's very convenient that he just like got these glasses yeah I know this is gonna have to be my last uh part that I contribute to but um I do agree with Justin the fact like what happens if uh like Peter was just like no you can't have the glasses <laughs> like trying to kill him but it's Spider-Man, so like, you think that he'll be able to do that? Probably. Like, I just think that, that it was just not a good... Like, I just think that that was just like a kind of a lazy way to do it. And I'll, on top of that, one thing I just thought of was it reminds me of Syndrome from uh, The Incredibles. I think they definitely played into that. Yeah, so, for sure. I like Syndrome. They absolutely did. No. Yeah. Syndrome was cool. This guy, just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's why I had him as, as mid. Like, he wasn't bad. He just wasn't anything special. That's right. Yeah. Right. I just, I personally just really liked his, like, connection with Peter and how, like, we as the audience knew he was evil from the beginning. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's obviously it's Mysterio. But then, um, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's just what I thought. Actually, I will say that was, that was interesting. Because there was a, a point where even though, I, like, I know Mysterio is a villain... There was a point where I thought I was like, "Are they making him good in the MCU?" Yeah, so that, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was definitely. That was I did like point. it was like dramatic irony. It was like how yeah. like you as the audience know that the um you, you know something that the characters don't. Like I really liked how they kind of yeah, just played dra- into that. Dramatic yeah, irony. Yeah. I don't um. Know. That's so with a little bit of time we have left, don't want to run this podcast too long. I don't know. It's not really short for me. I don't know if like for the viewers listening. This was like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if the viewers are listening or like, yeah, this is super, like, this feels super long. Get on with it. Yeah, I feel like I've been talking for like five minutes and could keep going forever. But with the few time we have left, um, look at your tier list and see like what kind of like two points do you want to point out quickly about yours that like we didn't talk about here? Because we talked about like a couple niche things. but I feel like there's a lot of characters we didn't talk about on on the tier list. Um, So like this is our moment to shout them out real quick. Before we close out for the uh, for the evening, uh, Justin, do you want to go first? Yeah, I will yeah. go first. Yes. So the first person I want to quickly give credit to, I'll actually do three. And kind of just want to get that way. Loki, great villain. We don't need to talk about Loki because of how great of a villain he is. It's just like move on because he is awesome. Um, I really, I really rock with Agatha. Um, I think. Her set is her power set's cool, but also on my list, it's definitely like more of a like for the future like potential she has because she doesn't really sh- she's not really a villain for much of it until like episode seven and eight, but she also does a really good job of revealing Wanda's past. So I think I have her pretty high up because I think what she possesses and like the ability and like performance by um um Catherine Hahn is awesome, but like again, we'll hopefully see in the future and then. I think, unfortunately, as much as it hurts me to say this, I think a lot of the characters in Spider-Man, villains in Spider-Man No Way Home are misses. Um, they, like, try to use the other Spider-Man movies as reasons to love these villains a lot, and I don't think it works. Um, I think the movie's still fantastic, and they can, like, I don't know how they got away with it, like, Again, I look at this and I'm like, wow, I have a, I like a lot of the villains from Falcon and Winter Soldier. I thought it was terrible. No Way Home was awesome, and I hated half the villains. But, like, Electro was, like, pretty mid. He was just kind of, like, there. I think, like, the performance by Jamie Foxx is a little rough. I didn't really like it. 
Sandman was also just there. Lizard was also just there. So, like, I don't know. Like, I want to like them because, like, they're cool additions to all the old Spider-Man movies. But, like, they just didn't do anything. Yeah. So, yeah, looking back at mine also, I did try to defend, like, Green Goblin's, like, short screen time and, just, like, explicitly MCU. But looking at my tier list, I definitely did take into account the Raimi trilogy because I have Doc Ock in A tier. So I want to make that clear that I took the Raimi trilogy into consideration for this because I also did take serious Amazing Spider-Man because I have a lecture in B tier because I think you had a really cool storyline in the Amazing Spider-Man. But... That's not in the MCU. So I just want to make that clear that that was my thinking in making this tier list. And also, I have Ultron in B tier. I almost put him in A tier, but I think that he has really cool motives. But what made him not A tier was the fact that kind of the movie hurt him a little bit. The movie wasn't great, but he, as a villain, he was he was good. But yeah, that that's what I want to say about my tier list. Yeah, Andres. Oh. If all our audio listeners, you, Peter and I are just like nodding right on that same note right there. Like yeah, Andre said exactly. I, I honestly, I'm gonna actually completely agree with you, Andres. For my tier list, I was also gonna shout out Ultron because I think James Spader as Ultron, that voice, oh, he yeah. played it so unbelievably well, where he came across almost like the same sort of like cocky, suave esque as like Tony Stark. And it's like this really weird like mirror to it. Cause like obviously I went on a whole rant about how I thought it was cool how Killmonger was like different than uh Black Panther. And it's like it was this weird like dynamic where it was like, oh, they both technically want the same thing, peace in our time, but incredibly different perspectives on how to go about that. Yes. And I thought that was really cool. It's like, yeah, he's like technically an AI, technically a robot, like not actually a real person. But like in a really ass backwards way, wants to help humanity by killing all of them, which like is kind of a stereotypical AI thing to do. But like it's it was really cool the way he played it. Um, still valid. Still valid. Um, and then the other person I wanted to shout out was Crossbones. He was criminally underused. Criminally yeah. underused in totally Civil War. Yeah. That dude should have been a legit villain. I would have taken him in the in the Falcon Winter Soldier show. That would have been incredible. Cuz he is like cuz you know, he is like this Hydra agent that has that has beef with Sam because I guess, you know, he dropped a building on him whatever cuz like they got into a fight whatever. And like he's just such a menacing like guy. Is he, you know, he's got like the the skull mask, whatever. Like in, he's like really good in hand to hand combat. Um, the guy that. Hello, Justin, post editing again. So it was at this point that our audio recording software decided to just die on us. So you missed a little discussion on crossbones, and that was about it. So thank you for listening, and goodbye.